Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Monday, July 18th, 2022. And it is brought to you by the Perry Lawyer. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. We got two food days today, and, and one of them I'm okay with. The other one, not so much. The first one, National Sour Candy Day. Yeah, no thanks, no thanks. Uh, you know my, you know my good friends Chase and Chad, the twins. Uh, yeah, but, but, yeah, they are massive, massive sour candy fans. I have never seen someone put down. What are the uh, what are the sour fish things called? Do you remember what those are called? The candy sour fish thingies. Uh, Swedish fish, but they're maybe, not really maybe. sour. Yeah, these were, so Blockbuster used to sell these, I'm going to date myself here, but Blockbuster used to sell these uh, right at the checkout counter, and they would buy tubs of these sour fish, uh, and dude, they would devour them in like five minutes, and I'm talking about like these tubs were massive, they were probably, I don't know, there probably had to be at least like 15,000 calories of sour candy fish in these tubs, and they would just devour them, so I, I don't like candy, definitely don't like sour candy. Uh, but yeah, Chase and Chad used to dominate some sour candy when we were in high school. I'm okay with some sour candy, honestly. Like, I can get some get behind some sour candy. Do you like the um, sour straws? Did you ever eat those? Yes. I remember when those were big. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Those were huge when I was um, real. I mean, I would say probably around our son's age. Um, yeah, I was about to say it was like it was like elementary school for me. I think is when when they got when they got really big. The other day, the other food day it is today is National Caviar Day, and I'll pass. Nope. I would try it. I've never had it. I've I've never had caviar. I would definitely try it if I given the opportunity, but I have never had the opportunity to eat caviar. Uh, that's sort of not the life I lead to have the opportunity to eat caviar. But I'd really? try it. Yeah. That's not the life <laughs> I, you lead. I, I'm not a I'm not a caviar type person. Uh, but yeah, I would try it if offered. You know, I'll, I'll try just about any food one time just to see it. I mean, I've had jerk goat before. It's probably one of the weirdest things I've had. It was really good. Uh, but sure, caviar, yeah, I'd give it a try. Probably wouldn't like it, but I'd give it a try. And Bryce, we are officially 32 days away from the start of the high school football season. I, oh, it's just so nuts, man. Like, I, I remember the summer starting and like, oh, God, we got to go through three months of summer to get the football season. This is going to take forever. We're almost exactly a month away. And that is just completely shocking to me because I didn't think it would ever come. Uh, just give me the give me the hibernation thing from passengers, and uh, we'll be there in 32 days in a blink of an eye. And later this week, we've got some big high school football news that we'll we will be breaking uh, coming up later this week, and I we cannot wait to share it with the rest of you. So that's I coming up. I become the head coach of a local team. Who is it? That's the question. Don't worry about it. It's the team's going to win the championship. Uh, 
Braves had a good weekend against the Nationals. Uh, those pesky little bugs up up from Washington um, won three out of four, um, and just we just can't seem to win the series finale lately. Um, it seems like we can go and the four game set, and we can you know win the first three. Just can't win the series finale. Friday night. Braves win 8-4. Olsen had three RBIs. Riley had two RBIs. Duvall, Contreras, and Arcia all with an RBI apiece. Ian Anderson, five in the third inning. One earned, five Ks. Thank you, Ian. Yes, yep. That's that's back-to-back for Ian, I think, that have had really good starts for him. So I'll take that. Yeah, no doubt. On Saturday, the Braves uh, won 6-3. to three. Olsen, three RBIs again. It's back-to-back games with three RBIs. Swanson, good, Riley, Darno, uh, with an RBI apiece. Max Fried, seven innings pitched, three earned, four Ks. Again, hmm. that's all well, you can ask pretty good. for. Yeah. No and Dave doubt. Roberts said a couple weeks ago that Fried was the best left-hander in the game, and he just see, keep seems to keep backing that statement up. I mean, every single night Fried takes the bump. I have I, I have full faith in this entire pitching staff, honestly. Let's be real. Every time anybody from this pitching staff takes the bump right now, I feel like we have the advantage, unless we're going up against a, a Scherzer or a Kershaw or somebody like that, and then, you know, it kind of evens out. But every time one of our starting pitchers that's in our starting five right now takes the bump, I always feel like that gives us the edge already because this, this rotation right now is simply on fire. I mean, they might have one or two missed games here and there, but you know, over a over a month span, they're not going to usually have a month of long bad starts. This starting this uh, starting rotation right now is on fire. And the Braves ended their first half of the season yesterday with a seven to three loss to the Nationals. Olson, Rosario, and Duvall all with the RBIs. Spencer started four innings pitched, five earned, and four Ks. That's that's not good. Not great, and that's kind of uncharacteristic from what we've uh, what we've come to expect from Spencer Strider. I mean, that's his that's the most earned runs he's given up since like uh, last month, I think. And I mean, it, I mean, if you look at his starts, there he has, like I said, one start per month, one bad start per month, and then after that, he kind of buckles up and gets down to it. So hopefully, the the rest over the All Star break will help all of our pitching staff. I don't believe we have any pitchers in the All Star game. Um, so hopefully they'll get some rest and come back with fresh arms to take on the Mets and gain the series lead back. Well, Max Freed Freed is at the All-Star game, but he's not going to be able to pitch because he did pitch on Saturday. Yeah, him and four or five other pitchers pulled out yesterday, I think. Yeah. Something like that. That's tough, man. That's tough to get a pitcher to go in there. That's like trying to get a quarterback to go to the Pro Pro Bowl. Like. That's you don't want to put unnecessary wear and tear on people like that. Braves are still two and a half games back of the Mets, thanks to the Cubs having a horrible weekend. Way to go, Cubs! Um, thanks, Cubbies. I mean, dear Lord, when you win three or four, you expect you kind of just hope that the other uh, team that are playing your rival should should be able to beat them more. But oh well. You gotta uh, you gotta take care of business when you play the Mets head to head though. I think that's the biggest issue. When you play the Mets, you, you gotta beat them head to head. You gotta stop relying on other teams to do your business. Austin Riley joins Hank Aaron, Eddie Matthews, Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, Dale Murphy, Andres Galarraga, and Daryl Evans as the only Braves to hit twenty five homers or more before the All Star break. 
Let's go, Austin. Speaking of Austin Riley, Austin Riley was added to the All-Star roster. So Austin will be in Los Angeles tonight as well. So good job, Austin Riley. He deserved, if anybody deserved it, I mean, that was one of our biggest brave snubs was him. Like, how do you not put Austin Riley on the roster? How do you not, this is a little bit of foreshadowing, but how do you not put him in the home run derby? I mean, he has been absolutely raking. How do you not put him in the home run derby? That is, that is really the, the Ronald Acuna getting in over Austin Riley honestly shocked me. I, but that's a whole, that's a whole different story. I can go on a rant about that, but We'll save the home run derby. It's a little bit of foreshadowing. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Atlanta United played Orlando City this weekend and brought home a draw, a one-to-one draw. But you know what? I'm okay with it. Like they played okay. They played they played pretty well in the second half. I I got really mixed feelings about if I should be happy or pissed off that we got one point. Uh, I, you know, it's better than no points, I suppose. But we played. Right. We played good enough to get three points, and the fact that we got a draw just has me flashing back to the beginning of the season where we would put shot after shot after shot after shot on goal, and none of them would touch the back of the net. So I'm happy, but I'm also a little bit frustrated. Uh, Juan Parata scores a header to level the game in the 71st minute. I think that they said that it was only like his third or fourth career goal ever in his entire existence of playing professional soccer, and he's played for a while uh, down with Tigre, down with Tigres and Ligia MMX. Yeah, it's only like his third, I think, career goal ever in soccer. That's nuts. It's scored it in the 71st minute uh, uh, leveler against Orlando City. Orlando Skitty, did you see the free kick they scored on? No, I didn't. Okay, so they were setting up a free kick in the 10th minute right outside of the box, and uh, Rocco uh, was setting up his wall. He was standing near He was standing near post, setting up his wall, and the referee blew the whistle, which I have never seen the referee blow the whistle to start play while a goalkeeper is still setting up his wall. I've never seen that. I don't know what happened. I don't know if Rocco didn't hear the whistle blown or he was just so focused on getting his wall set up correctly that he wasn't paying attention to the referee. But Rocco is near post, setting up the wall. He, the referee blows the whistle, and Orlando City's player takes the free kick, and it's uh, he scores. I mean, it's it's like shooting on an open net. He was definitely going to score that. So I, I, during when it first happened, I was super pissed off at Rocco. I'm like uh, in my head, I'm thinking this is the last time you're ever going to goalkeep be a goalkeeper for us. We're bringing in that uh that new kid, that new six five kid we got from South America. And then the more I looked back and rewatched it, and then read about it and heard people's opinions on it. I think this was a fail from the, the the official, not not Rocco. I don't think this was Rocco's fault. I think it was the official's fault. Uh, and I went back and looked at a couple. I looked at a couple free kicks over in England, and you can clearly see the the goalkeeper and the official communicating, and the official waiting until the goalkeeper has his wall set to blow the whistle. So I think that goal. I think initially everybody was pissed off at Rocco for not paying attention and just sort of standing there setting up his wall while he was taking the free kick. But I think that fail was on the referee. I don't think that referee should have blown his whistle yet. I think he should have waited until that wall was set and then after that blown his whistle. But a massive, massive just you know I don't want to say a mistake from Rocco, but it's the MLS refereeing man once again. I mean week in and week out. This league is an absolute joke when it comes to refereeing, and and it's not it's not, and I will never say that when it's just one sided. Uh, it's it's both sided. I mean, the this MLS ref that refereed yesterday 
the first half, every time someone had physical contact, it was a foul. I mean, every single time there was any sort of physical foul, there was there was a there was a foul or a physical contact. There was a foul uh, in the second half. Man, they were running over each other like it was a football field out there, and there were no fouls called. It was super inconsistent. It was so weird, and that's just MLS wrestling, and it sucks, man, because we're supposed to be, quote-unquote, a premier league in, in the world, and we're not because the refereeing is terrible, and it's it's frustrating to watch week in and week out. Yeah, I mean, inconsistencies with officials just drive me crazy. I mean, I, I saw that we post that you posted something about um, needing robo refs or, you know, robo yeah, umpires went up this weekend. So that was an absurd it, strike call. Oh God. It, so it was stupid. Matt Olson. Yeah. I mean, that was a good foot off the plate, even more probably. That was in the opposing or in the opposite batter box. That would, Easy. that would have hit a right-handed batter. That no would have definitely hit a right-handed batter. No freaking doubt. But you know, so it is sort of this. Joseph comes in, looked good as a super sub. Him and Dom bring so much energy, man. I really like them off the bench. I'm, I'm honestly wondering if that's where they're best served at. Uh, when you start running all Cisneros, you bring in Joseph and Dom. So much energy off the bench. It's amazing. Defense looked good. Second week in a row. Looked much improved. It gives me a lot of hope for the future. Juan Parata also looks like he's going to be a stud back there for us, which is great, great news. The amount of, attacker, the amount of attackers we had on the field in the second half was nuts. I mean, we had four or five attackers, I believe, on the field at once in the second half, but it worked. It seemed to work. We kept that pressure up. We kept the turnovers up. I mean, shots were 18 to three for Atlanta United. So the fact that wow. we didn't win this game, yeah, it's, it, it's nuts. And I think the expected goals from us was like 2.1 or something like that. So it was, despite only getting one point at home, which is disappointing, there are a lot of positives to take away from what this team did yesterday and the performance they gave and the chemistry that they showed because there were some long passes over the top that you haven't seen this year. You haven't seen yet this year, and that boils down to chemistry. So I think there are some better days for Atlanta United to come. And remember, if you make it into the playoffs, all you got to do is win one game to advance. That's all you got to do. Make it to the playoffs, win, in advance. All right, let's get to, uh, as Bryce mentioned, the Home Run Derby. Uh, we're going to give you some predictions and some odds, too, um, for for tonight's matchup. So, a couple things. One, it irritates me that Pete Alonso is not a number one seed. Why? What do you think he is? Back-to-back home run champion? I mean, he, Oh, no way he is. Yeah, he is. I agree. I, I a thousand percent agree with you, Billy. Pete Alonso should definitely be the number one seed. The current number one seed is Kyle Schwarber of the Phillies, and he will be facing off against Albert Pujols of the Cardinals. Um, yeah, that one's going to be an easy dub for Schwarber. Um, yeah, honestly. and I don't, I don't mind that man. Uh, Pujols gets a legacy uh, bid into the home run derby. I don't, I don't mind that one at all. Honestly, I, I know he probably doesn't deserve it and I hate saying that because I'm a huge Pujols fan but I don't I really don't mind that the two seed uh, Pete Alonso from the Mets is facing off against the number seven seed uh, some kid named Ronald uh, uh, Acuna yeah Acuna, Acuna uh, he's, in, he's in the home run derby I don't know why I don't know why he's in the home run derby I don't know why he's an all-star but he you know is what? in both Here's here's the thing. Let's let's just hope that Ronald 
starts seeing the ball better because of the home run derby and comes out in the second half and starts freaking raking because, dear Lord, I swear to you, the past 20 games, he's batting like two, 200, and it's driving me nuts. He he's not he's not had a good run here as of late. Yeah, hopefully you know the home run derby usually messes up people's swings. Uh, they've always said it. Hopefully Ronald Acuna it fixes his swing uh, competing in the home run derby. That'd be nice. The three seed is Corey Seager from the Rangers facing off against the six seed, which is Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners, the rookie out in Seattle. That's that's going to be fun. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, other than Corey Seager, I really don't, I haven't seen Julio Rodriguez play much this year. Corey Seager, Seager's kind of an old head. He's been pretty good. And then the four seed is Juan Soto of the Nationals facing off against J-Ram, Jose Rod- Ramirez from the Guardians. Did J-Ram make the All-Star team? Did, did he get in after possibly, hopefully, somebody went out? Because he wasn't initially on the All-Star team, which is the biggest I, snub in all of baseball. Don't know. I, I, I haven't seen anything about him making it to the All-Star game. J-Ram might be in contention for the AL MVP this year. And he's well, he wasn't on the initial All-Star roster. I don't know if he's been added because of injuries and stuff like that. But, dude, I hope J-Ram comes out and beats Juan Soto. I hope it's, uh, I hope it's J-Ram and Corey Seager in the, in the uh, quarters. That'd be awesome. Or semis. So the one versus eight, who you got? Uh, g- give me give me Schwarber. I'd love to see Pujols win that, but I think it's going to be Schwarber. The four versus five, Soto versus J-Ram. Give me J-Ram. Give me J-Ram. Okay. I'm going J-Ram. Yeah, yeah. a little upset there. I think Juan Soto is the favorite. Uh, Seager versus Rodriguez. Uh, give me give me Rodriguez, man. I, you know, I, I think I said Seager earlier. Give me Rodriguez. Give me the rookie up there. Maybe he'll make some waves. And the Polar Bear versus Acuna. Yeah, give me Alonzo. I think Pete Alonzo is going to – I think he's going to win this matchup, and I think he's going to win the, the home run derby. Are there any snubs in the home run derby, Billy, that you're kind of upset that aren't in it? Uh, You mean besides Riley? Yeah, besides besides Riley. Um, Not that I could think of off the top of my head. The only three that popped into my head that I'm kind of – and they might have been invited and they might have turned it down. I don't know. This is just the three names that popped into my head when I saw this list. I'm like, where the hell are these guys? Aaron Judge, love to see Aaron Judge. It's a, a monster up there hitting home runs. The dude is massive. I'd love to see him up there hitting home runs. Mike Trout, you got to get Mike Trout's face out there more. He's the best player in baseball, and he is not advertised like it, at least not here on the East Coast. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I love to see, I love to see that guy hit bombs, man. That guy can yak some baseballs. Those are the three names that sort of popped up that I was like, Oh, I'm kind of disappointed they're not in the home run derby this year. He was in it a couple of years ago. Yeah, he did. I think he did pretty good. Uh, he did very I well. I don't think he won, but I think he did pretty good. Yeah, he did very well. Yeah. Uh, Pete Alonso, he's the favorite at plus 185. No surprise there. Uh, Cunha is plus 650 to win. That's not bad. That's so, not bad money right there. I mean, honestly, you put a couple bucks down on Acuna. Acuna has the power to win. He probably faces the hardest task he's going to have in round one the thing that's going to bug me is i i don't really think of when i think of dodger stadium i don't really think of that as a home run stadium you know what i mean yeah it's it's a smaller stadium though isn't it or no does it just look smaller because of the because of the stands and the roof and everything maybe it just looks smaller maybe i'm going crazy I think it's a great stadium to have this in, though. I really like it out there. Hey, have we ever had a um, have we ever had a home run champion? Have the Braves ever had a home run derby champion? 
The I only one I can think of is maybe Andrew. Maybe. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. I don't think we've ever had a home run unless unless like Hank Aaron won one back in you know whenever when they were doing like only two people and like two participants played in it. But I don't think we have. I don't think we've ever had one. Uh, and plus uh, one plus home run over five hundred feet is at plus one eighty. I'd say that's, that's probably good. pretty easy money right there, wouldn't it be? Uh, I, again, it's not really a home run place in Los Angeles, but yeah, probably. I'd be shocked if someone didn't hit it over 500 feet. I think that's I think that's pretty easy money right there. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from the weekend. Uh, the Phils beat the Marlins four four to nothing yesterday. Cubs beat the Mets three to two. As we mentioned, um, that was the Cubs' first win of the weekend. Unfortunately, uh, for the Braves, to only be two and a half games back. Uh, oh, irritating. Yeah. Uh, in the NBA, the Hawks lose to the Cavaliers, ninety-four to ninety. So I think we're done at that point, right? We, we yep, don't have any that more. That was the that was the knockouts. Uh, the Hawks are done with with the NBA summer league. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see a lot of Griffin play, and we also obviously got to see no Jalen Johnson play. So kind of a disappointing summer league, honestly. We didn't play well, and we we didn't get to see any of our young stars. Braves, no no Brave has ever won the home run derby just looked it up no brave has ever won the home run derby so okay. yep but yeah a little bit of a disappointing summer league for the hawks but we'll get back to the grind when the regular season starts and we get all our stars back and we get to see old Dejounte murray and trey young pair up oh and there also is news out of the hawks camp the hawks are no longer shopping john collins so the belief is now john collins will be on this roster next year which i think is a fantastic move okay i ah. love john and the return we were getting for him was so undervalued. I think he's a, a terribly undervalued asset around the NBA. So I, I'm excited that he's going to be on this roster again next year. All right, let's get to the Stumpy Games and Events calendar for tonight, Bryce. Let's we do got, it. We got the Major League Baseball Home Run Derby tonight at eight o'clock. Are you Are you going to be tuning in? Thousand percent, dude. I I told everybody last week I don't like the All Star Game. I don't watch the All Star Game. It's not entertaining to me. I 1,000% never miss a home run derby. I love home run derbies. Home run derbies to me are like the three-point contest in the NBA. It is just pure skill, and it is putting the best part of the sport on display for a few hours a night. And I like how casually all the MLB players take it. They're all out there on the field. They're all joking around. They all got their kids. They're, ca they're video cameraing it. Video cameraing it? Recording it. Uh, I love it. I love the atmosphere. I love the setting, and I love the home run derby. The thing for me, and when you say that, you know, you don't like watching the the All Star Game. Major League Baseball's All Star Game is easily the best of the four. That's like saying you're the best smelling turd. No, it's. I mean, great, good job. I mean, easily the best of the four. Honestly, it's. The NHL All-Star Game has become a joke of late. I don't I don't know. I would have to argue that the NBA All-Star Game is more entertaining than the MLB All-Star Game. Just yeah. from not a not a competitive standpoint, but from an entertainment value standpoint. Some of the stuff that happens in the NBA All-Star Game is absolutely absurd. Some of the athleticism yeah. in the show. I'll disagree with you there. That's just the, can we can we both agree the Pro Bowl is very last? I've never watched the NHL All-Star Game, though, so I can't comment on that. I've never seen that. Yeah, I mean, the Pro Bowl is 
kind of weird, but you know, the NHL All-Star Game, they they do like rounds of the first period is versus is two teams, the second period is two other teams, and then the third period is the winners of the first two periods facing off against each other. So it's it's oh, weird. It's like a like a bracket almost. Yeah. Okay, that's very odd. It's weird. Huh. So I don't know. That's, that's odd. I, for me, for me, I can't comment on the NHL because I've never seen it. But the NFL Pro Bowl, it's crazy because the product the NFL pumps out is better than any league in North America. And then they go out to the Pro Bowl. And just because of the way football is, that the Pro Bowl is the absolute worst. I wish they would get rid of the Pro Bowl and just do a whole weekend of skills, challenges, and fun, goofy games like dodgeball and stuff. Pete, uh, Pat McAfee does a great breakdown on what he thinks the Pro Bowl should be going forward. And I 1,000% back his idea. It's it's great. SEC Media Days is also starting today, which is Ooh. so much fun. Juicy. Uh, coaches uh, scheduled for today. Brian Kelly at 1235 from LSU. Him and his family. Family. You think he's going to talk about family? Uh, Lane Kiffin from Old Miss will be there at 2.30, and then Missouri's Eli Drinkwich will be there at 3.55. So, yeah. Brian, Brian Kelly's such a clown. Family. It's all my guy got an accent. You're from Boston, Brian. What do you mean you don't go? You don't not race somewhere where you have an accent. Boston has the thickest act. What a doofus. I can't stand that guy. All right, let's get to another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Let's right. do it. Central has named Riley Presnell of, as their next head baseball coach. Good job, Riley. Um, he was the pitching coach for Central last year. Um, it's it's a good move, man. He's he's a young kid. Let's let's see what he can do and uh, in building the program. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. He, he, you know, promoted from within, which I always love. I believe he was even loosely. I think he coached some of a uh, some of the, uh, a bombers team. The yep, uh, one of the older one of the older kids. So yeah, I'm excited to see what Riley does, man. That's that's a that's a great thing. I always love from promoting from within. The kids know him. The the admins know him. I think that's a great move by Central Baseball. Carrollton Trojan Jacob Levy. He's going to be a sophomore this year, Bryce is making waves at Fargo Freestyle Tournament. Jacob is the first Fargo finalist in school history in, in wrestling. He is just killing it right now, man. And from what our good friend, uh, Coach Nick White, actually just posted, uh, Carrollton's Jacob Levy is our lone 16U finalist from the Southeast. So I wow. believe he will be wrestling another kid from Ohio today. Um, and if you're not following, go to uh, Carrollton Trojan Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, Coach White does a great job of pumping up his kids and promoting his kids and everything. And uh, I've been following it all day the past couple of days to get updates on Jacob. Keep it up, Jacob. Let's go get him today, buddy. Uh, in the open, Cam Smith. <sighs> yeah. Who, uh, couldn't miss a putt on Sunday. Uh, uh, Wednesday at the old course. You know, I, I try not to be disappointed, and I try because Cam Smith seems like a world class guy. Seems like an awesome dude, very chill. Probably be great to have a couple beers with, play around of golf with. Seems like a great guy. Played phenomenal golf. He has all year. Couldn't miss on Sunday, dude. I felt so bad for Rory. Like that is the only feeling I had the last three holes. Is I just felt awful. 
for Rory. I really thought he was going to win this. I thought he was going to come out yesterday and just starch the course, and it didn't happen. He just kind of played He played not to lose. He didn't play to win, and I think that's what killed him. He wasn't attacking pins like he had been the past three days. And you know the question still remains, will Rory ever win another major? Because this weekend was the best chance he's had in a long time. Oh, that sucks for Rory, but you know, congratulations to Cam Smith to go get it, to go get the cleric chug. So, uh, all right, today in 1927, Ty Cobb hit his 4,000 Major League Baseball career hit. That's huge. Georgia Peach. Yes, Georgia sir. Peach. Dude was a world class asshole, but he was from Georgia, so we promote him. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember the line from uh, uh, Field of Dreams. We, we we didn't like the SOB when he was alive, so we didn't want him to come play with us when he was dead. We told him to shove it. <laughs> it's one of the best lines of that movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got anything else, Bryce? Nah, man. I'm good. Let's get out of here and start our week. All right. Uh, again, don't forget, later this week, we've got some major high school football news uh, coming up. You do not want to miss it. Uh, but for Bryce Barling, I am Billy Lindahl. We can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!